Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. Join us as we interview experts who share their knowledge and experience to provide actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelly and Toby live every Wednesday on YouTube or Facebook. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I am your host, Shelly Carney. We're here at a new time and day, uh, Thursdays at 1 p.m., Mountain or uh, noon Pacific Arizona time because I'm in Arizona now. And uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, I have to remember whenever I talk with Shelly that she's one hour ahead of me. So behind. Behind. Sorry. Excuse me. All right. So today we're going to be talking about a forms app that we've used. Toby has used for many years and really enjoyed. And uh, we've tried others and they're just not as good. So we're going to share our favorite forms app with you today. I do want to, um, I do want to say that uh, we were actually going to show you a completely different forms application today. And we purchased it based on some advice that we got from AppSumo. And last night I was preparing the demo and I was using the product and it was literally not only a difficult to use product, but the quality uh, of the end, the the form was almost amateurish. I I said to Shelly this morning, that you could use Google Forms or Microsoft Forms and produce a higher, a, a better looking form, a more usable form. And part of getting people to fill out your forms is what they see because they get an impression of who and what you are by seeing those forms that you've asked them to fill out. So I was very disappointed to the extent that I'm going to, AppSumo has a very liberal um, refund policy. And so I'm actually gonna ask my uh, for my money back The reason I wanted to do this is that the form product that we use now is subscription-based, and we always like going with that flat fee if we can find a product that works for us. And we've done that, and we've showed you several uh, products that we've had uh, that we uh, buy from AppSumo and that we use in place of the products that we had before that were subscription-based. This did not fit the bill. So we're going to have to tell you today that we're very apparently satisfied with the forms product that we use. And we we have always up to this point recommended this forms product to others. We're hoping for an alternative that was fixed fee, one-time fee versus the subscription but this product also offers a free subscription. So we'll talk about that when we get to the demo. Okay. Mm -hmm. So why would you want to use a form in in your business or even if you're not a business? Well, you want to replace paperwork. Anytime you can automate something instead of having to do it all by hand, uh, do it, especially if it's going to make your life easier. Eliminate process steps. So instead of, okay, I'll send you this email and then you'll write me back and then we'll, you know, 
back and forth and back and forth. Just eliminate all that by putting out a f- one form that people can fill in, answer all your questions, and then you can move forward. Gather data. You can use a, a form as a survey uh, instrument to get information from your customers or from if you're putting together a family event, you might want to say what dates are available or uh, what would, would you like to eat or what kind of special diet are you on. You can just gather all the information to make the best event possible. And you can, again, automate your business. So one of the important reasons that you'd want to use online forms is uh, for the purpose of increasing your credibility. If in, in this day and age, if a customer reaches out to you, a prospective customer reaches out to you and says, I want to engage in some way with you. And the first thing you have to ask them is to come in and fill out a paper form, or I'll mail you a form and then you mail it back to me, or even I'll email uh, something to you so you can fill out and send it back. That's a credibility issue. That That's an indication that you're not up to speed on new and available technologies. The second advantage uh, over and above what Shelley has already mentioned is that these forms, the forms that we use uh, and the forms app that we use are interconnected, meaning not only is it a forms app, but it sends out the email to us and to the individual uh, and the individual says, thank you for filling out the form. If you have any other f- questions, please go to this website. Then it's our website. To us, it sends us the, although it, it uh, catalogs the data that's on the form by date and time, it also sends us an email with the picture of that catalog entry. So we know that someone has filled out the form. Uh, and if it didn't go to us, we can set it up so that it went to Shelly or it went to me or it goes to both of us or it goes to another department, uh, whatever. Uh, so it has all these features that avoid you having to do stuff that you would might otherwise do, uh, have to do with other than an online form. So they, they are very useful. Who might want to use forms? Uh, you- might have uh, small business owners who want to automate their business, like we talked about, or you could be a consultant or a coach or an entrepreneur who wants to gather information for uh, appointments. If you have an appointment with a prospective client, you might want to ask specific questions so that you don't have to ask them at the beginning of your meeting. You already have that information and you can dive more deeply into getting to know each other and have that uh, form as a reference so you can back up well you said in your form that you want to do this so then you can keep bringing the conversation back to that information that they thought about in advance or you could do uh, a form for an interview so if you're having a podcast you want to have a guest on you can give an application form to your guest so that you know more about them their expertise and what they can offer your audience so uh, you know that Shelley and I have a number of other channels. One of my favorite things to do with forms is to collect survey information uh, from the individuals. You've heard me say in the past, a good, you can make a good documentary with 10 questions and 10 subjects. Well, that, that's true of surveys. So if you can put up a survey that asks 10 questions, we used to, we used to ask questions of our treasure hunting community. And we used to get a sample of between three and 400 responses, which is a very good sample. Not only did it help us more uh, with the treasure hunting community, but we could have multiple shows, multiple conversations on the results of that survey. 
we did it for uh, for three years, 18, 19, 20, four years, 20 and 21. I'm sorry, three years, 18, 19, and 20. And uh, the good old days, 18, 18, 18, 19, and 18. No, that was this, this century. Uh, but I still get requests from documentary makers and authors asking if I still have that data because the survey that we put together was revealing in a lot of different ways and they can use that information as part of their documentary where they can cite the survey. It's a valid citable survey that you can use. So uh, if there's a point at which you want to know more about your market space, make a survey and post it to your social media, the links to your social media, and people are always interested in uh, providing their opinions on different topical areas. So it's a good way to use these forms apps, even if you, you're not collecting, quote, you know, subject matter forms or talent release forms, unquote. That's true. And, and uh, it positions you when you're doing surveys like that, uh, no matter what it's about, it could be, you know, anything like what kind of meditation do you do to, you know, what apps are you using for SEO? It could be anything. But once you've gathered all that information, you are now a credible expert that other people will come to and they'll ask you for, you know, what, do you, what did you get from your surveys and right. how do you see this going ahead in the future? And you'll be invited to speak uh, on podcasts or at conferences because you have this body of knowledge that other people have an interest in learning about. And, and uh, that, that's a very smart thing to say because once, uh, as Shelley said, once you've created the survey, you have the data, you've interpreted the data in your own way, you can not only comment on your own pro program about that data, but, and Shelley's had this happen, where people will contact you and say, could you come on our show and talk about uh, the survey data that you collected and your opinions on the survey, because that's what's important. Survey, da survey data is relatively static. You can present the results, but it's more important from a credibility, credibility building perspective and building your, um, what does Shelly call it? Uh, authority, authority? Authority. Yeah, yeah. It gives you the perception of authority on the subject that you're surveying. Now you shouldn't survey on subjects that you're not familiar with. You should survey on subjects that are comfortable for you. And it's always fun to put together a survey and test it out and see what kind of results you're getting. So you can see what the data tells you, what, what you can look at the data. And uh, let's say you're asking the gender of your audience and you see that uh, you know your, your audience is uh, primarily male, uh, and uh, and you want to start making decisions based on that uh, that male audience, but you also have to ask yourself, how do I attract more females? How do I balance this out more? Because that's the audience I want. I want the audience to represent the real world as much as possible. So there's lots of things that you can do with these survey data as a, as a result of having this forms app. So what can you? What kind of forms can you use? What what? is a form. Um, a form can be an application. If somebody wants to apply to be a guest on your show, to be interviewed, uh, maybe they want to become a client of yours, or um, they want to work with you in some way, 
then they can fill out an application to state what it is that they can do for you. Uh, maybe you have a membership and you want people to apply to be a part of your membership so that you know that they're a good fit before you accept them or a mastermind group. And uh, that's some things that you can do as an application process. We use it as an application when we have uh, guests who want to be on our show. And uh, we also use it talent release as a form. So we have the same language for everybody and we make sure that they sign that before they're on our show. Or you can use it as a survey as we talked about gathering information from a group of people about a particular topic. The, um, the talent release is important. If you have a program that's going to be presented in public and you're going to have a guest on that program, you want to have that guest released to be able to use your program. Um, and it sounds like a big formality and you kind of ask yourself, well, will my guest do that? Uh, the answer to the second question is yes. If they want to be a guest on your program, they have to do that. And the talent release isn't very, uh, it's, it's very straightforward and it's not intrusive. It, they're not, they're not going to read the talent release and say, oh, there's no way I'm, I'm going to do this. As a matter of fact, if they do say there's no way I'm going to do this, you don't want that guest on your show anyway. But it's an important part of growing your platform without the expectation of somebody coming back and saying, could you take down that video? And we did an interview. Well, uh, I'm going to give you two examples. Uh, one was an example where we were doing a documentary and the, the main player in this documentary was a gentleman from northern New Mexico that spoke with a very, uh, very strong Spanish accent because he, he was primarily a Spanish speaker. And after the documentary came out, he was embarrassed about it, about how he looked. And I had taken a talent release and I could have argued the point. I could have said, I'm sorry, you signed a talent release. But there are times where you have to say, you know what, I don't want to I don't want to irritate this guy. I don't want to irritate the community. And it's not that big a deal. So I modified the documentary and pulled him out and replaced him with someplace else. Another time, we had a person that we were interviewing who had a, a big TikTok channel. And she did the interview. And she got personal in the sense that she talked about her life and things like that. And right away, she started getting threats on the TikTok channel. So she asked us to take that down. She had signed a talent release and I could, I could have made a case. Well, you signed a talent release. But that kind of making it difficult for people is not in my best interest. Doesn't make me look good. Doesn't make our channel look good. And so why have the fight? But getting a talent release is important so that if somebody comes up and says, hey, I don't like the way I look on your channel or, or whatever, you can say you signed a talent release and gave me permission to use that. And I've never had any, well, I've literally never had anybody who signed a talent release except those two cases come back and say, I, I want you to remove me from your channel or something like that. And they had a very good case. Both They, they both had a very good case for it. So it was an easy decision uh, to make. We're going to take a look at our talent release when we go through the demo. So when are you going to want to use forms? Uh, whenever you have repetitive paperwork or emails, it, if you have a process with onboarding people or um, guests that go through a particular funnel or journey uh, or any kind of an, a process that your customer goes through, a customer journey, and they need 
uh, interaction at certain points and you can automate those with forms and uh, so you can send them forms that if they say yes it goes into one direction if they say no it goes into a different direction so that you can narrow down what it is that you can do for them what it is that you can offer them that's going to best serve their needs so i like your streamline onboarding and i know that's not a term that a lot of people are familiar with could you could you tell us what you mean by streamlining onboarding onboarding is just introducing yourself to a new customer or a new member um, and they get to know you and you get to know them and you can ask them things like where did you hear about us and what do you want to get out of this training and you know and that way you have information that you can make your trainings better and more uh, of service to future clients as well as to this particular client so that you are sure to meet their needs and their expectations. And that onboarding is just basically building a relationship between you and that new person. So uh, Shelly points out here that uh, you can take payments on the various forms. So JotForm is a product that, that I've used since the mid 2000s. And so I've watched it change and grow uh, over the past, what, 17 years or so. Uh, but one of the, so they added payment collection uh, uh, to forms processing several years ago. I don't remember when because I didn't use it. I still don't use it. But recently they've added the ability to create a whole store from a template. So if you have products that you want to sell, that you want to repurpose and sell to other individuals, you can use JotForm to build a store from a set of templates. And then all you have to do is populate the store with the various products uh, that you make available to your clients. And I know at least two people who use this for drop shipping. The, the products are actually coming from China. They take the orders on their JotForm uh, store template, and then they drop ship from China into to the individual and take their profit right right out front. You know, uh, before they send it to the Chinese. We're going to take a look at some of those templates. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with them because we haven't had the need to build a store, but some people do. Now there are other options. You can sell on eBay. You can sell on Etsy. Uh, for example, this is the kind of situation where you want to have your own store so that you're not having to pay those different platforms a percentage of your proceeds of your profits in order for them to maintain a store. Now, it also requires a little extra work because now you are maintaining the whole store instead of expecting Etsy to do that uh, that for you. So which forms app do you want to use? Well, you can start for free. Google offers a Google Forms. Microsoft offers in their 365 product, they offer forms within that. And JotForm has a free starter uh, level where you can use JotForm. You wanna look for something that has branching logic. And that means if the person says, you know, yes or no to one of your questions, it takes them off in a different direction so that you can get more specific information. If you are, uh, if you have a different program for women than you do for men and you ask, uh, what is your gender? And they answer a woman, then they should go off into the direction of your program for women. Uh, so that is branching logic and that's something that you want included in a forms uh, app. Yep. 
then you want to look for things that have different types of question formats, uh, multiple choice, yes or no. Uh, you can click more than one answer. So if you have five or six choices and you want them to give you their top three, they can do that uh, or fill in the blank. And uh, some of these are very helpful for sending you off into that branching logic. And some of them are more helpful for uh, if you want like survey information. I want a lot of detail about what, you know, your experience has been so that I can improve it and I can use your language when I speak in my marketing copy. So I'll, I would leave that as a text answer and give you a big box to fill in. But if I just want to know, okay, do you use Apple products or uh, do you use Google products? Then uh, I would just ask you the two and then we send you off in a different direction. And then you want to look for something that has graphics that you, that give you a lot of choice, a lot of color, a lot of uh, beautiful imagery so that people come to your form, they'll see something that looks professional and enhances your reputation. So um, one of the things that you can do in these uh, forms <clears throat> is you have an upload feature. So if you expect a photo uh, from one of your uh, form fillers, outers, person, people, people filling out your form, you can ask them to respondent respondents. Uh, you can ask them to upload an image. We ask uh, our subjects to upload their uh, most recent uh, portrait so that we can add it to the uh, show. But the other thing that these have the ability to do is if you need for some reason to show your own graphics to the subject, you, there is a graphics uh, type uh, that you can share. So if you have a picture and you want to comment on the picture, you can show them the picture. If you have a video or an audio, they now have these features that enable that to present that to your respondent. And they can, uh, you know, you can then ask for the response. What did you think of this video? Yes, no, good, bad, ugly, what, whatever it is. But it's another feature that these uh, forums have gotten capable with. Now, in the olden days, what you had to do was you had to write HTML in order to have these forms. And, and then the HTML got complex because then you had to add Java in order to get the branching logic or return an email, things like that. So it got very complex. And that's the, the benefit of these forms is not only are they online, but it generates all the necessary. If you look behind a form, uh, you'll see all the HTML and script, other, other than HTML script, that enables this form to do what you've created to do, to do in a drag and drop format. So Toby and I have settled on JotForm. Today we were going to talk about Formly, but... Uh, after using it, Toby discovered that he did not like Formly. I'm going to let him tell you that story. But I'm going to share this JotForm review. And this is from Lacey J. And she wrote it just a couple days ago, May 28th, 2022. And then we'll give you our own opinion on it as well. So she said, JotForm is the first software that consistently does exactly what I want every single time. There's a help topic or community response for everything I've tried to create. It also integrates with our email marketing service, which makes customer communication and follow-ups a breeze. I'm a sucker for flawlessly executed conditional logic, and JotForm does this extremely well. Essentially, every feature I look for is there, ready to do what I need it to, without any kinks, hiccups, or workarounds. Brilliant. Brilliant. So I'm the kind of person that if I go into a restaurant 
and the service is bad or the food is bad or the food and the service is bad, I simply don't go back to that restaurant. I don't yell at anybody in the restaurant um, and I don't write a, an online review, which I probably should do. I just don't go back. So I, I don't want to beat up on the app that we paid for and acquired because it thought, we thought it was a good replacement. As a matter of fact, it promoted itself as a credible replacement for the, the for JotForm, the, the, the app that we've been using. Um, and I discovered it was nowhere near that. So I'm not going to beat it up. I'm not going to give it a negative review. I'm going to ask for my money back. And I'm going to suggest to you, if you have a choice between the free version of JotForm or even the monthly subscription version of JotForm um, and the product called Formly, it is not a substitute for JotForm, uh, either in uh, building a form or the resulting form. It was just not there. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. <clears throat> so we recommend JotForm and, and Toby's used it for years. We have used Google Forms and Google Surveys and we also enjoyed those. But when, when we need a form, the first place we go is JotForm. Right. Uh, and I do want to point out that uh, JotForm, and we're going to talk about, I'll show you pricing here. Uh, in, there is a free version uh, which is what we're using because we only have two forms with 100 monthly submissions, 100 megabytes of meg uh, megabytes of space. And that is if you have images or videos that you add, you have some room up there in the cloud. 1,000 monthly form views for a small business like ours will never exceed 1,000. Uh, total submission storage of 500. Again, we're never going to exceed that because we, we use it for our guests. And that's once a week if we're fortunate. Uh, averages about once a month. So we can use these. And then you can start deleting them, of course. Uh, unlimited reports, fields performed, 10 monthly payment submissions. If you do have a form that requires the payment of something, you can have up to 10 a month of those. So the starter version, uh, the free version is very uh, capable for getting a start, learning the product. It has all the features. There are no features that you're locked out of. And then you can go to the bronze version for 24. Oh, that's the yearly. So that's a build annually. The monthly version is $29. And we there was a point at which we used that because we did have multiple forms. But once we didn't need the multiple forms anymore, we just went back to the free version. So that's why well, you've heard me recommend in the past, if you're going to do a subscription, do a monthly subscription. So you have the options of saying, okay, I found a different product or I have something that works better for me. And you can get out of uh, that one very quickly. So those are your options. I did want you to see that. So this is uh, our forms. And before I go into the forms, I wanted to show you, they have this new feature that uh, enables you to build a form uh, for selling online. So they, they, they show the little farmer selling online. I'm not going to walk you through that today. I think that's a different presentation because if you have no one, I wouldn't do that until I set up my own store to tell you how to do that. But once you go to getting started, you can use the templates. I'm going to click on the template because this is one of the features that you see in JotForm that you do not see in a lot of other uh, app, online applications. 
what happens is if you build a form, and I've done this with our talent release, if you build a form that you think other people can use, you can save it as a template and other people can pick it up. So these templates, although they are, some of them are designed by, um, by JotForm, uh, some of them are designed by other JotForm users where they've already built it. I'm going to select uh, the appointment and booking app. So these are all people who have built these applications and then made of them available uh, to uh, be used as templates. And the way that it works is if uh, I took our talent release form and said, make it a template, uh, JotForms gets a notice, they change it and they make it completely neutral. So it's not even your branding on it. And they create a new template based on yours and then they publish it here and other people can use it. So that's where all these templates come from. But again, these are the online store templates. There are 127 of those divided into these, here's a good one, secondhand selling apps. So if you're the kind of person that goes to, uh, you know, uh, thrift stores and buy stuff and you you can make a profit by selling it online, there's a bunch of store apps for that as uh, well. Okay, so I did want you to see that. We won't cover that today because it's not kind of the basis for our conversation. This is when you log on to your app, you can see there's our AGK logo. Uh, you log on to the, your app, you're gonna go come, this is called the My Forms page. These are the forms we have, subject information, talent release. I made a clone of subject information with talent release. If I wanna edit the form, I'm gonna just click on that over there and you can see the talent release form and it can be edited. All your form elements are right here. So if you wanna add elements from headings, full name, email address, et cetera, to signatures, you can add that in there. And the signature feature is based on the idea that you might be presenting this to someone using a smart uh, smartphone or a tablet so they can it literally creates a signature space. Uh, we don't use that because our all our forms are uh, uh, in the cloud and they're going to be used with windows and things like that. So there's no, the signature is actually, I'll show you how it works. So this again, I'm going to open, well, I can't. So this is how you build the form and you just add uh, these things by dragging and dropping. And I'm not going to do it because it'll, it'll add it. I'll show you one in a minute that we can. If I want to take payments, I can add the feature. We happen to have a square account and we have a PayPal business account. So I could use any of those, but you can see its integration with all these payment services. It has all the major and minor payment services so that you can, you can connect to them, connect that to your account. And uh, if you wanted to take a payment from your uh, respondent, uh, you could do that. You know what? I couldn't remember that word. And when you used it now, it's stuck in my head. So I'll be using it for everything now. Uh, and then it has widgets. So if you have uh, an, an e-signature, these are these are widgets that people have built and uh, brought in there. So here's a terms and conditions widget. So you don't have to write your terms and conditions each time. You can use the terms and condition widget to add it to your uh, to your uh, form. So that's the basic form element. You, you can see you start with a logo. So we always put our logo, the title of the form, and I can change this. Now, since I'm in edit mode, I can add anything or delete anything. Here's the properties menu, and that's for the, I'm, I'm sorry, the properties tab, and that's for this 
particular element only. So if I want to, I can open this up and on the side, it has the heading text, the subheading text. If I wanted to add, I could do that now. Heading size large, text alignment, duplicate field if I wanted to duplicate it. Um, I thought I turned that off and I didn't. So, uh, but I can do that with every one of the fields. So this is just a text field where I put in the information that uh, related to this talent release. The production date is a date field. That little asterisk, asterisk is an indication that I want to make it um, required. And up here, every time you pick one of these uh, elements, you see that it has the date picker prop uh, uh, properties the options that come with it, the time. If I want to pop up a calendar, so I didn't have that on there, but uh, I can pop up a calendar that when they go to that form now, the, it, you can see right here, a calendar will actually pop up and they can select it. They can select their date from there. And then this is a text box that has our standard text when it comes to talent release. And then we add a uh, name box, full name, first name and last name. And we notate that it's typing your name below shows uh, shall constitute full agreement with this release. And then the signing date. And I can, again, I can go back to that and I'm going to go to options and I'll set a pop-up so that they can, uh, that they can just use the pop-up to select from, and then they certify it with their email address and their phone number. And you can see, again, these are all have asterisks on them to, indicates that, to indicate that they are required fields. So we're going to build one in just a second. Then the form itself has settings, and um, it, one of the settings is, uh, are we going to get emails? And we get a notification, right? When they fill in the box that has the name email, it sends that to AGK Media Studio at Gmail, and then it sends an autoresponder from AGK Media Studio to the email address that they included. So these are all, here's the conditions that uh, Shelly was talking about that are branching conditions, show or hide field, update, calculate, skip to a, uh, or skip to or hide a page, change the thank you page, change the email recipient. Then you can set up a thank you page. So when they're completed, when they've completed filling out the form, uh, they can go, they'll go directly to a thank you page so that they know that your, the page has been accepted and uh, recorded. Uh, and again, if you have any of these features on here, we don't we don't have these uh, on here. Uh, and then integration with other applications. So as I said earlier, there's uh, uh, Jotform has done a real good job of integrating with other payment and non-payment applications. So here, for example, is your get response. Let me see if I can find. Um, one of the mail apps. So because when they're integrated with one of the e email apps, filling out the form and submitting it submits an email series back to the subject. Here's one, MailChimp. So I get integrated with our MailChimp app so that if they send an email, uh, I'm sorry, uh, if they give us their email address, th that's sent to, it's added to MailChimp, and then MailChimp will send out a series of emails on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Thanks for your submission. We'll be back in touch with you. By the way, we'd like you to set an appointment for our first meeting. Go to this calendar, etc. 
And then approval flows is we don't we don't have any because our approval flows go to AGK Media Studio and we don't have anything to approve. But if it's a say a um, say they've submitted a resume, and that resume needs to be approved by the personnel department. Uh, the human resources department before they go to the hiring manager. So you can set it up so that it, it the form goes to the uh, human resources department, awaits approval, and upon approval, it's forwarded to the uh, hiring manager. So you can add mobile notifications uh, uh, to uh, the application so that no, mo mobile, mo mobile notifications will both come to you and to uh, the respondent. So every form has its own set of elements that uh, enable you to customize the form after customizing each of the uh, each of the uh, fields in the form. This is, again, our talent release. You can decide to publish it. It's a public form. If I want to go there, uh, so this is a public form that has this link. So I can post that link to uh, any of our apps and people can go there to fill out this talent release form and I can customize it by using this edit field right here. So that's the edit field that I, I put in there. That's the edit field that uh, I've uh, put in there. But importantly, once you have this link, then you can go to your domain manager. Yes. My doorbell just rang and I'm not expecting anything else. Uh, I, I'm just going to have to let it go. Let me see if they ring the doorbell a second time. So you were saying? So uh, if, for example, um, I wanted to uh, go to my domain manager, I can create a subdomain. And I'm going to show you an example of that. We have, if people want to fill out our, um, our um, talent release, we tell them to go to... Hang on. Shelly, can you cover? I'm getting a, a doorbell. All right. So you can go back to just give me a couple of minutes to see what's going on. All right. Well, we'll continue our demonstration in just a few minutes. If you have any questions, please put them in the chat or in the uh, comments box below the video. And we're happy to answer those or address anything on a different show if that's something that you're looking at. We are in the middle of a series where we're talking about all the different applications that we use every day uh, to help our small business to grow and to make it more streamlined and automated for us to save us some time and effort along the way. And a lot of these you don't know the first day what you're going to need. You begin to understand what you need as you build your business and start working with clients. and. The Forms app is really helpful for a lot of people because it's so versatile and you can use it uh, to onboard people, to get to know about people you're going to be working with, or you can use it to gather survey information, or you can use it uh, for things like releases or contracts or those types of things that you need to have signed and they need to be the same each time. That way it's uh, it's a simple setup, one-time setup, and then people can use it over and over again until, until you need to make a change because of your a change in business. Back to Toby. <laughs> so that was the guy from uh, Petri Kia to pick up. Uh, I got to tell you a quick story. So I was helping a friend of mine 
jumpstart her car. And when I, op- I had about a week before I had had my car serviced, it's a 6,000 mile service. And I went to open the hood to help her jumpstart. And there was a device left that they left behind uh, in the, uh, under the hood. And uh, I called them to let them know that I had it and that I was going to be traveling, et cetera. They came to pick it up today. That's what that was all about. Okay, where was I? Well, there. Okay, so I have this set up as a domain, a subdomain called journey.agkmedia.studio. And when they enter, uh, they, oh, that's the tidy cal, sorry. So in the tidy cal calendar, if you wanna schedule an appointment with us, it says, fill out this form here and fill out this form here, the talent release. So we've connected it so that they can get to those forms easily and quickly uh, just by going to, by scheduling and putting in a calendar entry and they get to, oops, right here. They get to this form and um, I'm gonna click that. It's a public form. And I'm going to copy the link. I guess I can open in a new tab here. So that's what they get to, right? So there's our talent release with the, all the information. You can see that now I've got the pop-up calendar that I just added, actually. So it's got a pop-up calendar now that they can select the date. They don't have to enter the date. Oh, it's waiting to. So it, I have to do this because it's a required field. I'm not going to worry about it right now. So that's how easy it is to use. Now, uh, their main window is right here. This is a little drop down, and down here at the bottom it says, "Go back to my forms," and I'll go back to my forms. And um, I cloned the subject information form because I wanted to show you, and I filled it out so I can show you the additional things there. If I want to edit the form, here's the inbox. So the inbox is where I go to see how many people have filled out the form. Now I do have subject information and talent releases, but they have private information from all our subjects. So I created a new one in the name of a friend of mine that Shelly would recognize. And <clears throat> his name is Dave Kennedy, but he has my face. So uh, that's, what, uh, that's what the form looks like once it's filled out and submitted. And you'll get, we get emails to AGK Media Studio saying that someone has filled out a form. There is also, and I'll go back here again, Go back to my forms. And there is also um, the, the, the submissions. So the submissions, oh, that's not the right one. Yeah, that's not the one I would do, sorry. So if I go to submissions, it gives me a list of the submissions and uh, if I want, I can then save that as a download as a CSV file or an Excel file. So if I wanna work on a spreadsheet basis for each of them, I can do that as well. So building a form is relatively straightforward. You click on the create form button and it says you can start from scratch or you can use one of the literally thousands of templates. If I go to that, you'll see that if I select one of those templates. I have all these choices by uh, type, industry, and profession. So if I have a, um, let me see, what do I want to be? I want to be a photographer today. And I can do an appointment request. Oh, look at this. So there's a photo print release. I hadn't seen that. 
let's say, um, let's just do an appointment request form. So you can start there and you can say, use the template uh, if you wanna do that. Or you can go back to where we started and you can say, I wanna create a form, but I wanna start from scratch. And the choices are one of the things that Shelley mentioned to you is that conditional logic. Well, sometimes the conditional logic is easier when you make a card form. That means each question is on a single page. They call it a card. And let's say uh, you would branch out if you were male versus female well, on that card. Um, it, it, let's say you respond male and it'll send you to someplace else rather than sending you to where it sends females. And that's a good way to use the card forms. We generally use the classic form <coughs> and it gives you a page that looks like this. And one of the things that you can do right away is add your logo and you can upload a file. And I'm going to go to our AGK Media Studio assets, and I'm going to use our small logo because the big logo is just really big. And that'll put that in there, right? So now I can start building my form. It asks me, do I want it left aligned, center aligned, or right aligned? I can center it and I can make it small. I can bring the size down, right? Now I'm going to start adding form elements. I'm not going to do a lot of these. Um, I want to start with a heading. And in the heading, I wanted to say uh, uh, 2022 survey of marketing professionals. And the subheading is less than five minutes required to complete. Okay. And that right there, it has a submit button. That's at the bottom of the form. So I'm going to start with the heading uh, that it shows right there. Uh, I don't need that. I'm going to change that. And I'm going to add full name. And I'm going to do that right above the survey. So that's already in there. And it has the features. So I can open up the properties field. Uh, I can call this. I can change that to uh, full name. Uh, and it's going to be the, uh, it asked me where I want to put the label. So the label can be on the right, on the left, or on the top. I usually like mine on the top. Is it required? Yes. And I can call these, uh, I can call these different things. So if I want the first name, it doesn't make sense for me to change these right now. First name and see if it's a, a duplicate field. If it's options, do I want the middle name? It'll add that field in there for me in case they had. Uh, if I want to use a prefix like Mr. Miss, uh, et cetera, or if I want to use a suffix like uh, senior, junior, the third, uh, et cetera. So I have all those capabilities to add um, if I want any of them, okay? Then their email address is just that. I'm going to add that. And again, if I need to uh, change the settings, it'll come up, change the settings, what I want to call it, um, is it required? Yes. Uh, do I need their address? No. I would like their phone number, though. And we're going to make sure that's required. And it gives a standard US phone number. Uh, I don't, I've never had to use any of the others. Let me see what others are. Country code. So you can do a country code. And it has an input mask and it defaults to the uh, US version. If you don't want the input mask, you can just take 
country code, area code, and phone number because they all have those characteristics. So it's very flexible. Date picker, we're going to add that. And we're going to say, uh, we're going to call that all that appointment day. It is required. Um, the separators are going to be, I like slashes. And you can set off any sub-labels. The options are the date format. I'm a big fan of year, year, month, month, day, day. Uh, you can use the default date is current day. So if it's just today, uh, and do you want the calendar pop-up? Okay. And that's so that when it does pop up, you it'll it'll show them a calendar the first thing. All right. So that's how easy it is to build a form. Once you get to you're finished with the form, the submit button is always the same. You do some settings. Uh, what's the name of the form? I don't know what I called it. What what did I call it? the appointment form? I don't know. Application. I don't know right. what you called it. Form status is enabled. And that's in case you've taken a certain amount of forms. Uh, you can set a form expiration date, and it will say that when they, before they submit it. You can show more options here, conditions that you want to set. Thank you, pages. I'm going to just use the standard thank you page. I'm not going to integrate it with anything. Um, and then I make a decision whether to publish it or not. Now, that form technically is already available to me. And I'll show you because I'll go right here and I'll type in that form and it'll open that form for me. I survey marketing professionals. That's what I called it. Maha. Maha. Let's see, where was I? All right, there. Now, if I don't want that number, I can actually edit the last part of it and I can make it my favorite form. Make it anything I want as long as there's no competition, but because it's your studio, uh, I mean, it's AGK Media Studio, you can change anything that uh, you've not used prior to this. All right. So the, the jot form to, to us is not only the best and easiest application to use, it is the most developed application. It's got the most capabilities, especially when it comes to payment integration. And now it has this new feature where you can build a store. Now, when you do build a store, you will have to pay a small percentage of your proceeds to JotForm for building the store, for maintaining uh, the store. But I saw the amount that they collect and it's not significant. It's nowhere near what Etsy or eBay will. eBay has gotten crazy. I have an opinion on that matter. Uh, anyway, uh, if you need a form uh, and if you've decided that a form is important to the maintenance of your business, then uh, we strongly recommend uh, JotForm. That's right. And you can, and you can see that we're kind of in the middle of putting things together. So it's eventually instead of having it be two steps to schedule an appointment and then go to the forms and fill out the forms. Once they schedule the appointment, it will take them to the forms automatically right. now that we've uh, built them up. And that's something that you can do uh, when you're automating. So that's going to free up more of your time for working with clients or content creation. And as you can see, we published a book on Amazon called Livecast Life, the Content Creator Lifestyle. 
Part of that lifestyle is automating your onboarding of clients, automating your interview process for your guests, and uh, having streamlined systems in place so that you can free up your time for content creation. And if you'd like to learn more about that, you can go find our book at book.livecast.life. And it's a good book. We strongly recommend it. Please do sign up for our email list and you can get a good sample of what goes into an email. We have a high open rate, so it's a really good example for you to follow. And it's also full of great information like weekly personalized updates, helpful information and links for shows, behind the scenes photos, free offers for training and books, digital marketing news and insights. So please sign up for that newsletter at, what is it? News.agkmedia. News. Yeah. Yeah. News.agkmedia.studio. So Shelly makes a good point that I hadn't thought about. Shelly does a great job of composing this newsletter every week. Uh, we work on it together. She does the composition. I do the formatting. But if you're if you signed up for no other reason than to see what a good newsletter would look like, this is sign up for that reason, because it's just an excellent, you don't have to click on any of the links, just look at it, see what Shelly is doing with it every week, see what kind of information she provides, because it is very informative, see what she's telling you, what we're promoting, uh, et cetera. So if you did it for no other reason, if you signed up for this email for no other reason than to see what a good email looks like based on Shelly's uh, expertise, that would be a good reason to sign up. Okay? Yeah. That's all we have for today on our forms app, JotForm, that we recommend and we use. If you have any particular type of an app that you're looking at and you're wondering what's the best one, uh, please let us know. Write to us or reach out uh, by phone or email uh, or leave a comment on our videos and we'll be happy to address that type of an application and tell you what we like. I guess I took the um, banner down too early because we were getting for the end of the show. Everything you, all the information you need to connect with us has been scrolling in the banner, the crawl uh, that you see below. So if, uh, if you're interested in reaching out to us, just use the information on there to do so, right? That's right. Support at Messages and Methods, right? Support at messagesandmethods.com. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And that's also going to be in the description box for the podcast and the YouTube video. So please take a look at that and reach out to us. And we're happy to work with you on any of that information. That's all we have for today. We hope that uh, this has been informative and helpful for you. We hope that you'll share it with your family and friends and uh, anybody who needs this type of information for their business. And anything else you want to say? Yes, I want to say a couple of things. Number one, your new studio setup is just working beautifully. No glitches, no hangups, no nothing. Lighting looks really, really good. Your green screen is working. I can see the piano in the background and your green screen is working. I think one of these days we ought to test uh, the blue screen uh, because you mentioned something that I thought was interesting yesterday. If you ever wear a green outfit, you want to have the option of the blue screen to be able to do that. So I want to test it. But I got to tell you, it I, I think we did a tremendous job setting you up there in Arizona. What's the temperature today? I don't know, probably about 100. Uh, yeah. I haven't so, looked. 
Let's see. Hotter than a, hotter than a $3 yeah. bill. It says it's 80, but I don't think that's right. Yeah. That's your indoor temperature probably. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us, you guys. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. We've moved. Uh, so we're over on a new channel for messages and methods. It's this one. Just keep an eye out for our email because it explains all of that to you if you had the email, right? That's all right, Shelly. So this is the part where Shelly and I hang up and we go have lunch usually or we go do something. And She's in Arizona. We'll still probably have lunch. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have it in two different locations. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We love you. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0, hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week.